and uh, I'm going to try to get you out of here in two hours, all right? That didn't go over well either. Amen, amen. Are you enjoying the fast? Amen. You know, you're, you're fasting to draw closer to God. You're fasting to kill the flesh, to get in tune with what God is saying. There's no better way to do that than the first of the year. And I thank God for what he's done during the fast. I think he's going to continue, as Brother Devin said, uh, next week is family choice. We left that up to the family because I believe that as a family unit, we could pray and seek God for something that's specific to your family. How many of you need your family touched? How many of you need God to just to work a miracle in your family or a lost loved one come back to God? Amen. Those are all things that are worth praying and fasting for. Amen. So that shifting that's taking place, God, this is what God kind of started dealing with me a little bit about. We are no longer going to be defined by what we are waiting for. We go to service after service after service after service waiting for God to do something, asking God to do something, waiting for a magnificent move of God. Don't you love it that when you come in and everything's not perfect and all of them, we thank God for great musicians and a great team. We had a great worship service, but it, it, it just kind of cultivates from the first song all the way through and then God steps in there and then it just blows the joint apart. You see... I've been waiting for that to happen from song number one, not song number three. But we're no longer going to be defined, and we're no longer going to be defined on what we're waiting to happen and what we are wanting to happen. I, I come to tell you, God's already done it. It's already in the atmosphere. It's already been happening. God is shifting the church. He's shifting our mindsets. He's shifting the direction of the church. Amen. But here is what we will be defined by. It will not be 510 Principal Drummond Way, this gymnasium. I thank God for this gymnasium. I thank God for it. I want to see the day we fill it up. When we fill this up, God will give us the building we need. God will do it. That's all his. God will do it whenever God wants to do it. We do our part, God will do his part. But let me tell you something. God is not going to give us anything if we're not working towards it. Amen. But here's what we, we will no longer be defined by what we are waiting for. I am not waiting for a move of God. It is here. I am not waiting for a healing of God. It is here. I'm not waiting for God to bless me. It is here. It might not be financial. You might not have a million dollars in the bank, but thank God you didn't hit that car in the rear end when your insurance payment wasn't paid. Thank God you didn't run out of gas when the gas light was on. You see, See, those are blessings of God, and it's already here. Thank God I didn't have to go to the hospital. I sent the guys a picture. I was painting my hallway because my wife is gone, and the best way for me to cope is just stay busy. I've already painted a half of my house almost, and, and we're kind of moving on to the rest of it. But I was painting my hallway, and it's going down the steps, the ceiling's way up here and the steps way down here and so I had to get my ladder out got my ladder out and and it was one of those little giant ladders it's all bent all over the place and the only thing that hold, was holding the one end of the ladder up was where it was pushing against the wall there was no legs on it it was just pushing against the wall and I got up there I was on the top rung and this thing is just pushing against the wall and something hit me and said you idiot if that thing slips and you fall you're dead because there's nobody else here. But you know what? I thank God that I didn't fall. To me, that's a blessing. Hey, God bless you. Good to see you again, sis. God is good to us. God is blessing us. You see, we get our mindset that if it ain't this gigantic blessing in my bank account or God dropping a car in my lap or God doing something huge, God hasn't blessed me. Let me tell you something, baby. When you woke up this morning, it was a blessing. When you got in your car to drive your way to church, it is a blessing. 
The fact that I, you still have your voice, it is a blessing. There is not a day that goes by that God is not blessing us. It is that we aren't looking for it. We aren't looking and counting the small things as a blessing. But what we are waiting for is this huge thing to drop out of the sky and it is God, but we will no longer. There's a shifting take place at T.O.P. We are no longer going to be waiting for that because God is shifting our mindset. We aren't waiting for the blessing. We aren't waiting for the miracle. We aren't waiting for the healing. But what we will be defined by is the one that we are walking with. Who are you walking with during the day, at weeks and days at end? Who, who are you praying to? Are you praying? Are you reading your Bible? Or are you just going through the week? We're going to be defined, Brother Arnell, by who we walk with. I don't know about you, but I want to walk with God every day. I want to walk with God every day. Because, how'd you go from Satan to God? I don't know. But you're God today, so you better enjoy it. You better work a miracle. We are going to be defined, but not waiting for that blessing, not waiting for that building, not waiting by that miracle, but the fact that we got faith, even when everything's looking bad, even when everything's going down, I got faith because I know who I'm walking with. This is what's going to define us, is are we walking with God according to the course of God, or are we walking with the world according to the course the course of the world a few days ago I miss my wife so much a few days ago don't tell her I said that a few days ago I was watching videos I just wanted to see her face I wanted to hear her voice I love my wife I miss my wife I miss talking to, I got jealous last night. Her and Bailey and, that, and all that, they talked all the time. For an hour she was talking to them. She didn't hardly talk to me at all. You can tell her that. But here's the thing. God feels the same way about you and I. Oh, how long has it been? Brother Devin, since you called out to me, how long has it been since I heard your voice? I miss you. I miss your voice. I miss hearing you. I miss, uh, I miss you thanking me. I miss you embracing me. Mm. You see, there is a world that we live in that is competing for our time, our effort, and our energy. But there is a shifting taking place. God is trying to see who the true church is. God is trying to shake some things to see who's going to stand in the face of obstacles, in the face of struggles. Who are you walking with? That's who you're going to be defined by. So I, I, I was watching some videos of our anniversary trip uh, uh, a few years ago I took her to Prince Edward Island and we were up there and we were walking down the shore, the beach and the shoreline there and the waves were coming in and as I was watching that video God just you ever been just floored by God? God just wham! The Holy Ghost reminded me of a word that he had spoken to me a few months ago and that word was re- Formation. Reformation. In the moment, I'm not a scholar. Quit school in the eighth grade. I, I don't know the definition of every word, so I went to the good old dictionary on my iPhone and looked up the definition of reformation or reformation. And the original word itself, reformation, is two Latin words. Meaning shaped again. And today I'm going to preach to you about being shaped again. Everything I said before that was just free. It's not going to cost you anything. But now we're getting into our message. I'm going to talk to you about being shaped again. Write that down. 
Put it in your iPad somewhere. Put it in your iPhone somewhere. Put it on your, your refrigerator. Put it in your mirror. I don't know who said that. Somebody said that earlier today. But put it all around every place you go and say, God is shaping me again. God is shaping his church again. You know, there's an old song, and I cannot remember who it was sung by, but it says, Lord, please forgive me for the things that I've made it. We need to repent and ask God to forgive us for the way we've made church. Church is not about you. Church is not about me. Hospitals are not about well patients. They are about sick patients. We need to say, God, I am sorry for making every Sunday and Wednesday service about me. God, it is not about me. We are building this church for them. We are building this church for our city. We are building this church for those that are looking for God. God is starting to reshape us. We all make resolutions at the new year and all of that good stuff. And the number one is I am going to lose weight. That's the number one resolution for years and years and years. What's losing weight doing for you? It's reshaping you. It's reshaping your shape. I don't know, I kind of, I got a couple things going on there, so I ain't going to go there. But it's reshaping you. If you can make a resolution, I don't know your resolution, but if you've ever made a resolution to lose weight, you can make a resolution to walk closer to God. If you make a resolution, I'm going to get debt free, you can make a resolution to pay tithes. If you make a resolution, God, I want you to reshape my house or my family. I want you to just do something great. You can say, God, I want you to do something great in my family. Because the best thing you can do for your family is to get them into the house of God and get them into the presence of the Lord where God can touch them. You see, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about them. And God God is reshaping the church. And in that moment, I saw a second wave come into the shoreline. That second wave, it's not some different water. It's the same water that went out. Waves come in. Waves go out. Same water. Same source. The sea didn't change. The lake didn't change. The creek didn't change. Same source, same wave. But that water is added to by other waters in the sea. So when that water comes back in a second time, it's the same water mixed with a little bit of different water making a different wave. I'm going somewhere. You see, but it happens so seamlessly. It is such a seamless continuation of what has happened before. In and out. It's just a different wave. Same water, same source, a different way. The seawater is being sh shaped again. It is being shaped a different way. Every time it goes out and it comes back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you ever see two waves the same? Because it's being reshaped every time it goes out and it comes back in. And I, I got to tell you, God is reshaping the church. He's wanting to reshape us that when we walk out there today, when we come back in Wednesday, we're going to be shaped differently. Why? Because we're pouring out, but we're getting mixed in with a little new word and a little new prayer and a little new uh, touch of God. We start being reshaped. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay the same way I am right now. I don't want 2020 to end the same way 2019 ended. I don't want to be the same Christian I've always been all of my entire life. I want to go deeper in God. And it causes us to be reshaped. If you haven't read your word every day of the week, you need to reshape yourself and get in the word of God every week. Turn off Fox News or CNN or whatever it is you listen to. It's all fake news anyway. Just get in the word of God. 
And I promise you, when you hit your prayer closet and you get in tune with God and you begin to say, God, reshape me. God, remake me. Make me into what you want me to be. Ministers, don't try to fall in what somebody else is doing. Don't try to follow. I, I've seen preachers that mock, not mock, like mock, funny mock, but their mannerisms, they try to walk like another preacher. They try to talk like another preacher. They try to uh, do the hand signals like another preacher. Thank God I don't talk right, so none of y'all can ever talk, copy me. But, but be yourself. Because be who God's called you to be. But say, God, reshape me. Not into who I think I am, but into who you want me to be. T.O.P., I'm asking you today in 2020 to grab a hold and catch the vision and say, God, reshape me. Reshape my prayer life. Reshape my fasting life. Reshape my worship. Reshape me, God, into the Christian that you want me to be. My wife's not here, so I can take my coat off. There are some blessings that are being gone. No, I'm just joking. Is the heat okay in here today? I'm burning up, so I got to ask y'all. I'm not talking to Janine. She's always, anybody? Is it okay? Seriously, because the school wants to know. All right, perfect. Thank you. I'll let them know. Listen, we need to honor. Now, when I'm talking about being shaped again and God changing us, and God helping us become new in, in, in His image. Now, I am not talking about tearing down everything that we've done before. I'm not talking about tearing down every move that God has ever had. I'm not talking about uh, just forgetting the past and just tearing it down and building something new and shaping ourselves in something new. We need to honor what God has done before. But we do not need to stake a flag and live there. As we contemplate past, past moves of God, we, we were in a leadership meeting yesterday, and we were kind of talking a little bit, and I kept referring to, you know what, the 50. God healed 50 people over the course of last year. God did a great thing. I'm not going to live there. I keep telling you that to keep you excited about what God has did to expect more in 2020. We are, the bar's set at 50. I believe God's going to do 100. I believe God can do 75. I believe if God does 51, that's one more than last year. That's, that's a great thing. But I'm not going to stake my flag on that. I'm not going to say, you know what, that's, that, that's a great, but I'm also not going to dishonor that. I'm not going to forget about that. Because if God did it once before, God will do it again. Every once in a while, we got to look back and honor what God has done in order to get the faith to believe God for more. But I'm not going to live there. We're not going to live on the past moves of God. We need to thank God for it. We need to honor God for it. But can I come to tell you in this place today, as I was studying, God began to pour into my heart, and he began to tell me I'd never move the same way twice. I'd never do the same thing twice. I'd never move the same way. I always go something greater. If I did it once, I'm going to do it greater. I never move the same way. So as we think that God is going to give us this inside the building, that hundred might come outside the building. While you're walking down the street or you're at Walmart or Kmart or wherever you shop, your friends, your neighbors, you can pray for them and say, God, heal them. That hundred healing might come outside the wall because God did the first 50 inside the house. And God says, I don't do it the same way. But I got to get you reshaped. I got to get you to expect my miracle wherever you're at. Whether it's in the house or out the house. Whether it's on the street, over there, or whether it's in your school. You got to be reshaped and say, God, use me. Use me wherever I am, wherever I'm walking, wherever I'm going. God, use me. 
I never move the same way twice. We're never going to have the same worship song. We're never, we're never going to worship the same way. We're never going to have them move the same way. It might be the first song next week that God steps in and starts to healing people. It might not be the special. I don't do it the same way. So it's ludicrous to think, let's continue doing what we did to get the 50 and thinking we're going to get 100. No, no, no. Can I repeat it again? No. You can't keep walking the way you're walking and expecting to make it to heaven. You got to say, God, reshape me. Put yourself in the center of my life. You see, I'm going to stake my flag not on my bank account. I'm not going to stake my flag on my credit score. I'm not going to... I'm going to stake my flag on the name of Jesus. And I'm going to build my life. I'm going to build my life around Jesus. Reshape me, God. Remold me, God. I got off track. I got outside the vision. I got outside of trusting you. Correct my vision in 2020. Can't see nothing without them. But with them, I can see you perfectly. 2020 vision requires sometimes for us to have corrective lenses. Oh, God. Oh, God. You need to take the blinders off of your eyes. And you need to say, God, I need reshaped. I'm taking off the evangelist hat. I'm putting on the pastor hat. You're not faithful in your giving. You need reshaped. You're not faithful in church attendance. You need reshaped. If you're not faithful in reaching the lost, you need reshaped. Let me tell you something. As I told you Wednesday night, we are going to be held accountable for every word. Every moment that we walk through our day, if we don't tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus and we don't drop how good God is, we're going to be held accountable for that moment and that word. And I don't want to be one of those ones where he looks at and says, depart from me ye workers of iniquity for I never knew you I want my life to be centered around God I want everything I am to be shaped around by God I'm telling this church today we are living in the end time and we better reshape ourselves or because when that rapture comes and that trumpet sounds some of us just may be standing when the rest are flying in the air. Hallelujah. The seawater is being shaped again. We are a different generation. We are living in a different time. There are different needs. We are living in an anti-God climate. We are living in an anti-church climate. But yet... But yet the same spirit, the same unchanging gospel of Jesus Christ, the same eternal word of God is still at work in this climate. And he's working through you and through me. And we need to say, God, reshape me. Make your house a priority. Back last year, God started dealing with me, going through reading, the, we, we were doing the tabernacle deal, just praying through the tabernacle, doing all of that, and God, I began to talk to God, and God began talking to me, you know, the separation between Lot and Abraham, Lot chose the well water plains, Abraham had the right to take anything he wanted to do, just because you have a right to do something doesn't mean you should do it means you should seek God and say, God, what do you want me to do? 
And God said, Lot, I mean, Abraham said, Lot, choose. Lot being the selfish little guy he is. Chose the well-watered plains. He goes down there. He's down there for a few years. And then all of a sudden you start seeing Lot and his family just kind of start seeing them inching towards Sodom. And then the scripture says that Lot pitched, pitched his tent towards Sodom. And I begin to pray about this church, and I begin to pray about what God wants to do for us and what God wants to do with us, and God said, my people have pitched their tents, and their doors are open to the world, and not my tabernacle. You see, in, in the tabernacle, you have the tabernacle, all the tribes were around the tabernacle, tabernacle. When they opened the door the first thing in the morning, what did they see? The tabernacle. When they closed them at night, what was the last thing they saw? The tabernacle. Folks, we have got to get our eyes off of the world, off of the negativity that's going on in the world, off of the fight that's going on in the world, and we have got to pitch our tent doors Towards the house of God. It is in the house of God where our safety is. It is in the house of God where our miracles is. God reshape me. Reshape me. I, I know it sounds like I'm getting on you. And I, I, I'm sorry if you feel that way. But I'm trying to be very honest with you today. That if you do not reshape yourself. You may not make it. To heaven. Same word of God. We got to change methods. We got to reshape methods, but we are not, hear me, we are not changing doctrine. Doctrine will stand the test of time. God's word is God's word, no matter if it's 1920 or 2020. It is the same eternal word, and we're not going to change that, amen? God is saying, honor. A place of weight or a value on what I have done before. God's telling me to tell you in this house today. Thank him, praise him, place a value on the miracles that God has done for you and the miracles that he has worked in your life and the ways that he has always moved in your life and the leaders that God has used to talk to you and to mold you and to shape you. But God is now saying, let me take you and reshape that deposit that I've already made in you. I am pouring out my spirit on you, and I am going to give you a new encounter. That's what God is saying to our church today. And folks, it is up to you, and it is up to me if we embrace this new gift that God is going to give us. A wave brings the, sea, the seaweed to the shore. Along with the water, when the water leaves, it leaves the seaweed on the shore. Hear me today. Hear me today, T.O.P. Time is too short to linger over a little seaweed of your past. Time is too short to linger over debris of past mistakes. Time is too short. To, lead, to, to linger over past hurts, past pains, past struggles. Time is too short to linger over the former moves of God. God doesn't want you looking at what he did back then. He's wanting you to look at what he's doing right now and prophesy what he's going to do in the future. 
Last week, echo what he's saying. God, you're healing me. God, you're blessing. Any, anybody do that this week? And anything God told you last week? Did you echo it this week? Oh, no, devil, not today. You're not getting in my mind. You're not getting in my spirit. I had to practice that all week long. But I'm telling you today, God is saying, I want to give you the new moves. I want to give you new water. I want to give you new life. I want to give you new blessing. But you are so content and so happy with living on past blessings. Living on past anointings. I'm only on page two. Living on past anointings. That you're not even looking for the now anointing. God is getting ready to give this church a now anointing. So we can look to the future anointing. Move me, God. Move me, God. We can learn much from the past, however. But let me tell you something. You can never and we can never receive the new while standing in judgment of the old. Neither can we receive God's new gift to us while we are still trying to hold on to what lies behind us. Isaiah 43, 19, I think that's my opening scripture. 43, 18, and 19 says, forget not, forget the former things, dwell not in the past. See, I am doing a new thing, and I'm reading from NIV. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive what God's trying to do to this church? In the motion of the waves, two actions are taking place. Two actions are taking place. There is the pull of the outgoing and the push of the incoming. This is where we're at today as a church. Are we going to hold on to the pull of the outgoing or are we going to allow the push of the incoming to take us to a new new level in God. Holy Ghost is speaking to us here today. It says, look up. I have a new gift for you. Christian Standard Version, Psalms 42, 7 says this. Deep calls deep into the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Psalms 42, 7 in the NIV says it this way. The, the Hebrew word translated waves and breakers speaks to us of being crushed whilst being engulfed in God's presence. On a personal level, you may feel like you have been crushed. Yet feel like everything's went wrong. And you feel like you have lost something that's been important to you. You have been in a time of crushing. But let me tell you something. That crushing is not meant and was not meant to destroy you. It was meant to reshape you. That looks like old Jolstein right there. You know, I got to stop that. Brother Arnell, the financial problems, the crushing weight, it's not meant to destroy you. It's meant to reshape you. Sister Z, the, the ankle problem, the legs problem, it wasn't meant to destroy you, it felt like it crushed you, I'm sure you were pretty aggravated with, you know, but it was not meant to crush you, it was meant to reshape you, and now you know and you have that faith that God can do absolutely anything. Sometimes I got to go through the fire. Sometimes God's not going to save you out of the fire, but I guarantee you, just like the three Hebrew children, when they got cast into the fire, when they came out, they didn't even smell like the fire. They wasn't, their clothes wasn't even have a hint of a smoke to them while they were in the fire. God may not hear me. I am not prophesying that you're never going to go through a fire. But I will tell you that when you're in the fire, it's not meant to kill you. It's not meant to take you out. God is trying to reshape you and remake you to something better than you were before. 
And as this new year starts, we've already gotten into the new year. I want you to know that 2020, no matter what comes your way, you are in the hands of a loving Father. You're in the hands of an almighty God. There is no devil. There is no hell. There is no problem. There is no imp. There is no spiritual battle that can take you and pluck you out of the hands of God. There is only one person that can take you out of God's hands. And that is you. That is you. Everybody say me. Your attitude. The way you think, lack of faith, all of those things the enemy uses to pluck you out of the hand of God. See, God didn't do it. Get thee behind me, Satan, because I know God told me he is my healer. He is my blesser. He told me he was going to bless me. I am going to hold it. Scripture says they prayed and said, God, help me with my unbelief. You are going to face some tr struggles in 2020. There's probably even going to be some leaders that fail you in 2020. There's going to be some people you look up to that's going to fail you in 2020. But there is one who will never fail you, who will never let you down. His name is Jesus. And that's who you need to look to. Don't put anybody, anybody on a pedestal. Just look up to Jesus. You see, you're going you're gonna to experience some things. That's why God is saying, echo what I'm telling you. Believe what I'm telling you. Okay, you're going through the fire. You might, not, you, you might be down a little bit. Ask God, help my unbelief. God, I know that you said it. I, I'm, I'm just questioning you a little bit, God. But God, can you please just give me a little more faith? Can you please just reach down and touch me one more time, God? God, can you help my unbelief? I know you're going to do it. God, you're going to fill this building. We're going to build a building. We're going to see revival. We're going to take our city. Why? Because God's reshaped me. He's got my eyes off you and he's got my eyes on the world. Why? Because I'm trying to save them too and keep you saved at the same time. It's not all about you, but it is about them. It's about bringing people to the kingdom of God. Brother Arnell, shape us, God, into your image. Oh, I'm going too long. I'm going too long. You have experienced, you may have experienced a shaping, a shaking. But now comes the reshaping. My wife and I, when we were praying about our next moves in ministry years and years ago, my wife was at the Goodyear building. We were in a week of prayer. We were praying there. We was running a hundred around that time. Close to it anyway. And we was in prayer. Trying to make our decision to stay or to go. Had an opportunity to go somewhere and, and co-pastor. And, and we were trying to make our decision to go and stay or whatever. And my wife was over there praying and I was over there praying. And God showed my wife a bush. And in that bush, a hand from heaven came down and started plucking the fruit off the bush. And there was about 20 pieces of fruit left on the bush, she says. I asked her about this to make sure I got it right. And she said that the Lord told her when it got to about 20 pieces of fruit, he said, this will be the church when you take over. Well, I was over here praying, God, what do you want me to do? You want me to go? You want me to stay? You want me to go? You want me to stay? God said, will you do what I tell you to do? Will you go where I tell you to go? Will you allow me to use you? Will you allow me to direct you? Of course, God, as long as it's not Florida, California, any place that's hot, I'm, I'm down. Your Bible does say you're going to give us the desire of our heart, God. That ain't it. But God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And he said, stay. And this is where we are today. 
You see, our church went through a shaking when we lost its founding pastor. But it took that shaking to reshape us, to remake us. Our church has been through a shaking the last couple years. Where it's not the end, it's a reshaping. God has reshaped us stronger. God has reshaped us better. Others have stepped up when they need to. Why? Because God is reshaping us to be the church he wants us to be. And that is a church that is concerned about him and his mission. And that is to save our city. And that is to save the lost. Amen? He's saying, beloved, will you embrace my reformation? If you'll stand. Let me reshape you. Let me reform you. Let me re-gift you. Anybody got Christmas gifts that you didn't like? You re-gift, hey, I hope you got, did you get my gifts I got you? Okay. You didn't give them back, did you? Okay. Now, too many people want that cowboy stuff right now. But when we get to the Super Bowl next year, they'll want it. God, and you re-gift the gift. You just get it and you don't like it and you, hey, man, this is great. I'll, I'll re-gift this to somebody else. That's not what I did Brother Joe's gift. I didn't, didn't do that. But um, God is saying, I've already given you a gift. And that is the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is a gift of anointing. That's the gift of faith. But Brother Arnell, I want to reshape it in you today. It's gotten a little weak. It's gotten a little off-centered. I'm not, I'm just talking. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about Arnell, okay, everybody? But God is saying, I want to reshape you. I want to reshape your faith. I want to reshape your anointing. Because I got something great for you. And I want you to be equipped to do it. Will you receive the reshaping of God in your life, in your family, in your ministry, in your job. God's saying, I'm getting ready to give you something fresh. This wave is on the river. Waves of the sea have often been described as prophetic metaphor of the move of God. But Jesus provides to us a bigger picture in his words in Isaiah chapter 9, or, or sorry, completely wrong book. John chapter 7, verse 38 and 39, New King James Version says, He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart. Everybody say heart. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. You will speak what is in your heart. You will commit your checkbook to what is in your heart. You will uh, give your time to what is in your heart. And I'm asking you to allow God to reshape you to put his church at the center of your heart so we can move on to the new move of what God wants to do in our church and in your life. The now move of the Holy Spirit is not the only wave that breaks us. It is a heavenly river that pours through us. The wave on the river is going somewhere. The move of the Holy Ghost that we feel here, service after service, is going somewhere. It's not meant to stay here, to there. It's meant to go with you out there. The river, the wave, is always going somewhere. The river Ezekiel saw in Ezekiel 47 was a source of God's presence. It flowed outwards through the barren land places to bring healing and harvest to the nations. So if you're here today and you are dry, or you're in a painful place, or a place of need, I got to tell you, this river is for you. You are the move of God. Not them. You are the move of God. When you come to church, you determine if God is going to move or God is not going to move because you are the move of God. When you're out there, you are the move of God.
where you walk, you are walking with a wave of anointing. And you are walking with a wave of power. Why? Because you are the move of God in your job, in your school, in your home, in your neighborhood. I saw Brother Mark walking his dog around the neighborhood the other day. And God said, I want you to do that. I want you to go walk the neighborhood. But I want you to pray over your neighborhood. I want you to pray for every house. I want you to pray. You don't have to be boisterous and make all, but just pray. Prayer breaks chains. God, whatever's going on in their home, bless them. On my street alone the last couple of years where there's been several divorces and several things going on, God, stop that. Take authority over that spirit, God. Touch their home. If there's fighting going on in their home, if there's confusion going on, I don't know them. I don't know what's going on, but I know that if I pray for them, God will touch them. And they will feel God. Amen. You are the move of God. Musicians come as they're already up here. Okay. In closing, I want you to pay very, very special attention to this. I believe God gave me a very prophetic vision last night. I sent it out to my pastoral team, sitting in my bed, praying about this service. When you hear the word of God from this pulpit, it's not canned. It's not something just pulled off the shelf. It's pulled off the shelf of heaven after many hours of prayer of asking God what he wants to do and what he wants to speak to you. And as I was praying about this word again today because I felt like God, you know, sometimes you, you just feel like, man, maybe, you know, nah, God, you don't want me to do that, do you? And I just started praying. I always pray and double pray about what I bring to you today, every day. But as I was praying about it, I saw the image of the shoreline again. Brother Mark and Tony, in the video, it was just me and my wife on the beach. September 23rd in Prince Edward Island, it could be snowing. It was cold. Y'all didn't hear that from me, though. That's not me. No. It was cold. It was windy. We had blankets wrapped around us while we were walking the shore. We were the only ones on the shore. And God showed me the shoreline again. And there were people everywhere. People were lining up as far as the eye could see. I saw not a wave of water. But I saw a wave of people from the visible to the distant reaches. Just saw a wave of people walking towards us. And in one mighty surge, they all lifted up their hands and they cried, Now, Lord, please. They lifted up their hands and they, in unison, people all across the shore. Me and my wife were standing up here. And they said, they lifted up their hands and they all cried out, Now, Lord, please. Can I tell you your neighbors are crying out, Now, Lord, please. Your co-workers are crying out now, Lord, please. Will you hear my call and come? Will you hear my call and come? Now, Lord, please. They cried with their hands lifted up. In my dream or in the vision, I was completely awake. I just told the kids goodnight. I sat sit there. And when I said, now, Lord, please, there was a wind that came over them. And they all began to speak in other tongues. God spoke to me very plainly and very clearly. He said, Ray, 
if T.O.P. will catch the vision and allow me to reshape them. You will have this type of revival. You will have this type of my spirit move in Loudoun County. Ray, I want you to ask my people, are they starting to realize that they are the move of my spirit? It's not me preaching. It's not them saying. It is you. It is you. It is you. You are the move of God. That prophetic dream, and the reason I said it's prophetic, because God showed me the very first day I was named associate pastor of this church at the Goodyear building. I was standing up on the platform, and I looked out across the crowd, and that building was full as far as we could see. God gave me this dream last night to remind me that we are going to see that harvest and we are going to see it. But he also, Brother Gary, gave it to me to awaken this church to the revival God wants to give us, to the harvest that God wants to give us. But you got to have a reshaping. You got to reshape your mind. You got to reshape your heart. You got to reshape your spirit. And dare I say, you got to reshape your walk. We will never see it. We will never see it unless we are changed. This altar's open. If you will come today and allow God to reshape you and allow God to remake you, I'm telling you, the harvest is in the field. The harvest is in your home. The harvest is in your city. But you got to ask God to reshape me. You got to ask God to remake me. Oh, God, as we step into 2020, it is not only a new year. It is not only a new decade. It is a new era. We are stepping into a new era of the Holy Ghost. And you will grow. And the church will grow if you will allow God to reshape you. I don't know what you're going to sing, but go ahead and sing. If you can lift everybody in this building, just close your eyes. Just close your eyes all across this congregation. Let it rain. Open the and ask God to reshape you. Ask God to reshape your vision. Ask God to reshape your faith. Ask God to reshape your anointing.